Hi, this is Jesse Brisnine. I believe that it is possible to live an extraordinary life after loss, and to do that, one must first choose to heal. This podcast is focused on sharing with you inspiring stories, tangible tools, and life strategies to help you heal from your loss. Christina, hello. We are back for another interview, and Christina has been gracious enough to spend some time with us today. And Christina, thanks so much for being here. It's an honor to meet you. Oh, my pleasure. The honor's all mine. Thank oh, you. no, it's mine too. We'll share the honor. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so Christina, just, you know, why don't you start off with just telling us a little bit about, you know, what brings you here today? What brings me here today? Um, yeah. Okay, so um, I saw your wonderful platform that you had done on Facebook. Um, it intrigued me, and so I decided to join and saw a lot of like um, individuals that were going through similar things. Um, and so I, I had requested to join, which you gracefully accepted me. Um, and, and yeah, I, I see a lot of, um, similarities, um, with a lot of the people out there. Um, personally, my story, um, my husband had, um, committed suicide, uh, in September of 16. And it's been a long journey. Um, I have two children. Um, it was sudden and expected. Um, I, we were one of those families that you would have never, ever um, suspected, thought um, that this would ever happen. Um, I guess from the outside looking in is, you know, we were that picturesque um, uh, family. And um, he went through a dark time. And for somebody who never knew depression, um, he didn't understand it. He didn't know how people could find themselves in that dark place um, until he found himself there. And um, I knew he was depressed, but I can't, I, I didn't see, uh, you know, the classic warning signs that you think somebody would, would do something like this. Um, so it, it was, um, I was the last person to see him. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been difficult. It's been a, it's been a difficult journey. Um, so that's, that's, I mean, I could, I could continue on, um, if you'd like, um, my, my children and I stayed in, in a small town that we were at, um, where they were born and raised mm -hmm. for the last 16 years. And then we decided, um, about eight to nine months later to relocate to Southern California. Um, which is where we're at now, which is a complete contrast to a small little town. What part of Southern California are you in? Um, Orange County. Oh, okay. So you're not that far from me. You're yeah. a couple, couple hours south. Yeah, it, it's much different. Orange County is, is, is much different than, well, Southern California in general. It's its own beast. Oh, whew, you can say it. <laughs> is find, it ever. Did you find, Christina, though, like the 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 contrast and and how stark of a difference it was was that was that helpful for you in, in changing your physical environment around and giving yourself a a a, a different environment that you had that you didn't you hadn't been in and didn't have a, a familiarity or a sense of attachment to how life used to be yes um you know they say don't make any big decisions and i think we've all heard you know we've all gotten advice good and bad mm -hmm. um it just is what resonates with us. Um, they say don't make any major decisions for at least a year. 
Um, for us personally, being in a, a small town and environment where everybody knows you, everybody knows your story, um, and just with the, you know, being in the same environment where you're expecting that person to walk through the door, or you're seeing, you know, um, places that you went and visited, and, and it's just all of those memories and flashbacks um, were, weren't helping us. Um, and I thought as mother, okay, let's let the dust settle. Let's keep everything as normal as we can. Um, but the one thing is, 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 you know, you have to define normal, um, in a way that you never defined it before. Yes. And, um, so nothing was the same and to try to pretend, I guess, that we were going to uh, be okay in that environment. It just, it wasn't working for us. Um, so I thought, you know, we're going to try something different. Um, I have family here. So that was, that's, that's helpful. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's, it's been an interesting journey because I literally, you know, we flopped our entire lives from everything that we knew, um, to, to everything being different. Yes. Um, but with that, you know, it has been good. It, it's, it's given us, um, just a new life and things to um you know just starting over i guess where where you can walk outside and and not everybody knows your name and knows your story and and looking forward to doing new adventures instead of um the same things and and missing that person so um we've created new a new environment and new um and a new routine which i think and that is huge yes it's, you know, something you said that I want to circle back around to is there is, there's that well-intentioned advice of don't do anything dramatic or drastic in the first year. <clears throat> and I've heard that. I followed it. I've tested it out for myself. And what I've come to assess for myself and, and others is that's a great guideline and listen to your heart. Right. You know, your heart really knows. And there's a difference between doing something dramatic or drastic because you are fearful that if you don't, some, this is going to be like this way, or you're just trying to figure stuff out in the only way you can. So it's going to go to this extreme versus there's a voice in your heart that says, you know what, it's time for something different. It's time for something else. And I think a lot of times too, that, that those voices are very much our loved ones channeling through us and saying like, Hey, you know, trying to nudge us in a way. And it's just up to us if we're going to have the courage to listen to them. Our, we have so much imprinted into our external environments. And I think the smaller the town, the more familiar this dynamic, right. the harder it's going to be to shift that away. All of us have been in the car before we go around and then, you know, there's a mute song that comes on or there's the wind blows a certain way and we smell something and all of a sudden, right. And we're going, how the hell am I ever going to get past this? I can't even drive to the grocery store and get milk without doing this. Right. It's a hard enough process as it is. And there's no need to make it harder than it needs to be by subjecting yourself to almost like unnecessary torture of going through those motions all the time and then right. trying to wait for enough time to pass and hopefully it won't be as intense, but there's right. no defined time with that, right? Right. So I, I, I really applaud you for doing that and, and listening to your heart and making that, making that move. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was... It was coming from someone who doesn't like change. 
Um, you know, when I was younger, I used to be carefree and spontaneous and go with the flow. And as I've gotten older, I like my routine. Um, I fight change with every bit of, of who I am. Um, and, and the familiar was a safe place for me um, and my family. And I felt like I just wanted to kind of put us in this little bubble. Um, but, and, and you are so right it is following our heart and following that voice inside of us. And it's hard because it's like yeah. a part of us. It's saying, no, stay in, in your comfort zone. Um, you know, and the, the fear of the unknown is yeah. hugely, you know, scary and intimidating. Um, but sometimes you just have to take that leap when, when something isn't working and um, it's a huge risk. I mean, I can't tell you, I've never been a risk taker. And then last year, you know, we've gone from selling our home, losing, you know, losing my husband, um, selling our home, everything that we've known, um, moving to Orange County, I'm opening a business. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's like rolling the dice <laughs> and, um, and it's huge, but you. I think when you lose everything, you you find a place in in inside of you um to just start over and and it's easy i used to be a person my husband was a strong one and and i was more of kind of the passive one um and i used to be the person that you know if something got me down i would really let it get me down um and i would feel that and kind of maybe even let that energy um consume me and since this, you know, I'm not going to lie at first it did. Um, I had panic attacks. Um, I even wound up in the ER one time because I, I could catch my breath. And, um, and I think we all feel that heaviness inside of us, you know, in our hearts, that, that pit of our stomach. Um, and it's so hard and it's so easy to get lost in that space and let it consume us. And I was, extremely self-aware of what that was doing to me and not only that but what it was doing to my kids yes. um, and I just I don't know I, I woke up one day and I decided okay I'm the only one in charge and and I fight it so when I'm feeling that way it's it's forcing yourself to take that step to do something different than what you've always done and going to the gym or going for a run or going down to the beach or um, working on my business, which has been a lifelong dream that I've just decided to do and, and putting or filling that, that negative space with and forcing ourselves. That's the thing is sometimes you just have to force it. It's not, it's not what you want to do. Um, but to do something different and something good, that's going to make you feel, um, better at the end of the day. Something that <clears throat> came to mind when you're talking is I, I often tell people that, when we lose everything, we realize that we don't have a lot to lose. Right. You know, we live so much of our life in fear of this unknown, you know, yes. and we, we, will, we will often tell ourselves ghost stories about the worst possible case scenario to justify why we don't act off, act off of the, the things that are in our heart all along. And I think one of the, you know, the gifts of loss is that in loss, it can has a power of context in that, it can show us in life that, okay, now I know what real loss is. Right. And I realized that what I was making up in my head that I was afraid of doesn't even begin to compare to what I'm going through over here. And if I can endure this, if I can survive this, if I can move 
forward and beyond this, then there's really not a whole hell of a lot I can't do if right. I apply myself to it. Because loss, <clears throat> loss has, I think, above anything else, the power to derail any and all of us in more ways than probably anything else out there. And it's something that when you, when you look at that context that it, it demonstrates to you, you really see that there is a capability inside of you, a strength that you didn't necessarily know you had. You could go from being passive to active, whatever it is, and see that how transformative it can be and really start to, to structure and create your life as you move forward in a way that is what's been in here all along. Right. Agreed. It's it definitely awesome. has been a transformative period in my life. And, and like you just said, it's sometimes it takes an incredible loss to, um, I don't know, just, just wake up and realize that you've already lost so much that, um, I've, I've always kind of lived in that, that place of fear and safety. And, and it is, yeah. it's, it's very controlling. Um, but it gives you the power and the strength once you can endure that to, to kind of do anything. Um, if you channel it right. Yes, <laughs> and exactly. I think, I think that's the thing is, is just consciously making that effort, like just to, just to do it um, and not let it control us because, you know, we either write our book or we let it write, you know, we let life define us. And I don't want to be one of those, you know, people, I don't want my children to say we lost our father and, and that was it for my mom. Um, you know, she, she was never the same person. I want them to say we lost my, our father and, and man, you know, my mom rose up to the occasion and, and we, we, we went through it, but we went through it together and we learned how to be stronger for it. And it's not to say you still don't have those days and those moments and, gosh, I have this song, you know, that keeps coming on in my car. <laughs> and every time it does, I'm just like, it's like a flip of the switch where, you know, the, the tears come rolling down. Um, but it's before, you know, I would have, I would have switched it or I would have, and, and now I just allow myself that moment and then yes. I get over it and I'm like, okay, you know what, maybe that was your sign. Maybe that was whatever, but, but just connecting with that and, and, um, and feeling it is okay. So important to extend enough grace to yourself to allow yourself the moments. Right. And be mindful that a moment is a moment and a moment doesn't need to snowball into an hour, a day, a week, a month. Yes. Process what you're feeling in the, in the moment, let it out. And then just recognize that because you're feeling that in the moment, it doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean that you're never going to get over this. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, the stories we tell ourselves to your point about, we can write our own, we're writing our story. We're, we're the authors of our story. A lot of times in those moments, people will take it and they'll call it, title it. This moment, I remembered how much, how miserable my life is. And then they go and start to focus and think about all those types of things. And so that moment starts to cascade, but I love what you're saying here is just give yourself that moment, allow yourself to feel, process it out, cry it out, you know, whatever you need to do. And then recognize that the next moment is a clean slate and that you as the author of your story, you have that pin, pick it up and you're going to write whatever you need to write and whatever you want to write in that moment to make it whatever you want to make of it. Agreed. Absolutely. What's been most helpful to you, Christina, in your, in your journey? Whew. 
What's the most helpful to me? Um, recognizing just where, oh, so many things come to mind when you ask me that question. <laughs> it's kind of a um, question, so. <laughs> um, just recognizing, kind of circling around a little bit, um, where each of us are, where we're at, um, being self-aware, um, and really channeling that energy. I mean, I know I probably have said it already, but that energy, that, that, um, that emptiness, that sadness, that grief, that sorrow, that mourning, you know, all of that stuff can just build into this monumental, um, overwhelming feeling, I think, if we let it. Um, and it's just taking that, and I can't stress it enough, and trying to do something different with it, and, and quite literally just, just doing it, forcing it. Um, I was in a, it, you know, for a minute, I'm not going to lie, I was in kind of this, why me? Why me? Um, and, you know, you try to be a good person, you do the right thing, you're living this life, and, and all of a sudden, everything comes crushing down. And, and I will be honest with you, nothing was easy. Um, I fought, you know, I fought every minute of, of once he passed. Um, and it was like our whole world was kind of crumbling down for, for a minute there. And it was extremely overwhelming. Um, but it is, it's almost kind of like, for lack of better words, brainwashing yourself and, and just telling yourself, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. I don't, whatever your faith is, mine is, okay, God, God led me to this point and, and he's going to get me through it. Um, and doing something different, doing something different, forcing yourself out of bed, forcing yourself to, to do something better because that energy um, will consume you. And, and that's been a huge life lesson for me is just, um, do is, is just do something different, make, make more, make positive choices. Um, maybe it happened so I can, I can shed light for other people going through something that if I'm doing it, if I'm doing it, they can do it. Um, because I'm not this big guru inspiration person, but it gives me a, a little bit of hope in my heart to think maybe I had to do it so that way I can be there for somebody else. Um, and not that it gives it, um, not that it makes it okay, but it at least makes my purpose for being here bigger than, than me. Yes. And, um, and I think we're all here for a reason and it's just not letting that, that tragedy destroy us, but letting it rebuild us into somebody stronger, bigger, better than maybe we ever knew before. Um, and that's it. And it is, it's following your heart. Um, because so many of us fight that, I think, and we don't listen to that, that inner voice or, um, that intuition because we're maybe afraid of it or whatever the reason is, but it's really, um, it's being in touch with yourself and your surroundings enough to just accept it and, and be. <clears throat> I would not be here talking with you right now if it hadn't been for the people who I've lost. And that's not just saying the, the group, 
it's it's my own my own journey from what I was doing before to going into coaching to everything. I my my biggest inspiration to really start exploring myself and going into the coaching space was two significant losses. The first one was a relationship. To the second one was one of my closest friends committing suicide. And then shortly after that, when my father died, after going through chemo and cancer and then being promised more life and being declared cancer free and dying two weeks after that, there was a few things that happened. Number one, with my friend and his suicide, I really wanted to figure out what made people go to those spaces and, and, and sound like your husband to not know how to get out. And I wanted to be able to help them if they're open to being helped get out. And with my dad, my dad was someone who had lived his whole life, you know, much of his life doing what he thought he's supposed to do, getting in that, that rat race of the bills to pay, you know, do these other things later, do these other things later. And I remember after he had passed, my mom had given me this backpack that he had just bought. And inside of it was a note and he had basically written out all the supplies he needed to go on this camping trip that he had always dreamed of going on. But he had put it off, put it off, put it off, and he never got to go on it. And I thought it was so tragic that so many people live our lives putting off until tomorrow what we could really do today, right? And those were really driving forces, catalysts for me to, to dedicate my entire life basically to figure out why we do what we do and what it takes to get someone from where they are to where they want to be in any aspect of life. And, and so I love what you're saying with it too, because I think that is something that we're still here and there's a reason for that. Right. And it's up to us with what we do with that reason. You know, going back to your, your being the author of the story metaphor or analogy, it's really true. We hold the pen and it's, we're going to have, we're going to have life is going to happen and we can either let, allow life to define us or we can define life. Right. And those distinctions are going to create dramatically different, dramatically different paths. And it's, it's, it's such an, it's, it's such a joy, Christina, to see the path that you've chosen and that it's brought you here today. And I, I, I believe with all my heart that your sharing today is not going to just help one people, but I think it has the potential to help as many people who are open to being helped and inspired by your journey. And I am so grateful for the time you've taken to be here and to, to share as candidly and as openly as possible. And you're a, a wonderful example of what's possible beyond loss. And I think you're, I hope one day that you will show this interview to your kids because they'll look at it and say, you know, we lost dad, but mom rose above it. And she, she did some really extraordinary things with it. And please keep us posted too on your business as you launch it. Love to hear what happens with it. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to healing from loss, the podcast. If you found value in this, please subscribe, rate and review it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to leave a comment and share this with someone who can benefit from it. Until next time, carpe diem, live this moment in honor of your loved ones.